What up, good people? It's your boy, Mr. Shaw, and we're back for another episode for the podcast. And for this one, this is going to go back to what's going on currently in um, the U.S. and one of the southern states. Y'all who will actually know we're in the U.S. because I know I have a big U.S. following, but I know a lot of the international fans have an idea, and some come from countries that are particularly like this. So some may not understand, and I'm going to give people a lot of insight of what it is. Okay, we're going to go down to the fact that U.S. and most of the states are dealing with snow and temperatures basically freezing. Now over here, where I live, I live on the southeastern side of the United States. So those who don't know, I live in Georgia. So Georgia can get cold. It can get real cold sometimes. But... Um, the setup for how Georgia is, is that basically we can deal with it if the temperatures were to go below freezing. So if pipes were to get frozen, we have stuff to, to basically to worry about that kind of thing. We have everything we need. And also I've lived up in the, some of the Northern states, like Maryland is not technically a Northern state, but it's up there. To give you an idea of what I'm talking about, those states right there where Merlin is, and those states kind of like right there and up, all deal with temperatures either below freezing or below zero. I've actually had to deal with that mess one time. That mess was not fun. It was not fun. It's not for the faint of heart. Because... Just a little quick side note, it's because Berlin is considered a southern state because it's under the Mason-Dixon line. That's the only reason why. Just just to get clarification for those who don't understand. Like, it's up there, but it's not in the north. Because I've been also to Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania gets really cold and snow and stuff like that. These people, particularly up here, have, you know... Basic cars that plow, and they actually have tires built for the icy roads, the uh, the snow. Because to give a, a better example, um, it snowed in North Carolina many years ago when I lived there, uh, back when I was very younger. And I actually seen the difference of how some people cannot drive in the snow and ice. Let me tell you something. Me and my family had to go um, down this one ramp. It's the main ramp where we live at, and it's the only way to get to a certain city. Let me just tell you like this. I seen, because I'm actually sitting just high enough, and I'm looking, and I'm just looking like over, uh, you know, basically on the interstate or, or the highway. I can't remember which one it was, but I'm looking, and I'm really looking at like a bunch of cars basically hydroplaning on ice like losing traction on the ice and basically falling to the side of the road now thankfully none of these cars flipped over so these people basically they probably just got stuck in the stuck in the snow and ice on the side of the road and i'm like seeing now as a kid it's different like you see this you're thinking your car is going to flip and i'm literally like kind of like freaking out a little bit my sister's too young at the time to freak out because she's just like what whatever i think she's like what you had to be like two or three so she's basically a nut i think she fell asleep 
But man, I'm sitting here up and I'm freaking out. My dad looked back at me and said, it's going to be all right. I'm trusting his word. I'm like, well, you better do all right because everybody else is messing up real bad. Oh, because he, he already, he knew I was up and he could tell I was freaking out because it's like, I used to, like I said, I'll talk about that later. I had really bad stress, stress control. All you do is seeing cars spin out of control and they ended up on the side of the road like that. And then, and then, you know, you thinking the worst is going to happen. So we driving down the road and our GMC truck from Bleecker. Boy, we rode down that road. I would sit here just looking. And I just like, <laughs> you know, you want to roll it closer. You about to reach the top. And you too terrified because you kind of scared of heights. You just gripping that thing as hard as you can. That's me on it. At the edge of my seat, putting myself as far back as I can. Making sure my seatbelt is tight enough so that I don't get thrown out the car. Man, I, we went down. It did just a little bit. It had to be just one time. But my, I look at my dad. My dad has the most, the most focused face. He had the most focused face. We had really one time. We did it one time in a circle and rolled it all the way down. And we made it. I have to relax. And I'm so, oh. He said, yeah, I told you I got this. And he explained why. He said, Sha, you forget I've driven in the snow and ice many, many times. I know how to do this stuff, and I know exactly what to do. Most of these other people, on the other hand, do not. The reason why I told this little story for you, and not just to give just a personal background and give you that as well, but this is exactly what's happened over here in Texas. So, because I have a few people in Texas, and I've spoken to them, and some of them are telling me how bad it is, like, For those who don't understand, Texas was not prepared for the snowstorm to come through. Their pipes were not fitted for these kind of things. So basically, most of their pipes are frozen. It's frozen. Solid. Like, I know some of you in the other countries, um, Kazakhstan, um, basically those, those areas right there, and I guess I would say eastern, northern Europe, and so I guess some of the western, western Europe would understand it as well is that basically these people were not prepared because Texas is normally the state where it's always sunny. It's always sunny. They didn't have, they don't have, a lot of them, they have kerosene tanks. They didn't have generators. They, they weren't ready for this. They probably used the power outages and hurricanes and droughts and rainstorms. Remember Houston had that hurricane that came through a while back and it really messed them up. But this is the first time they've actually had something like this happen. And what makes it so scary that from one of my, my friends, he told me, he said, man, where he lives, there's a big homeless um, population. And he just sit here thinking about like that it was for some of them, it was below freezing. And most of these people probably froze to death. People froze to death in their homes. Um, some people try to stay warm in their cars but fail to realize that they were doing it in their garage and died from carbon monoxide poisoning because a lot of people didn't know. And for, for those who don't understand, 
Yes, if you stay in your car too long in a garage in an enclosed space, you will die of carbon monoxide poisoning. It's happened to several different people. And there are others way people die of carbon monoxide poisoning. It's not just always by that. Like, it's just like, if you got like a gas tank and you just, you're just like in your apartment and you just open it and you just let it, let it let loose. And eventually you lose consciousness and you die. Like people be trying to warm up in their cars a lot, like all the time. But that's because they're outside. You don't ever want to do that stuff in an enclosed space. So be mindful for that. And I really want people to, to drive that part home because the people who died that I know that they were trying to get born, but they died of death probably due to lack of knowledge. But it's just because they were they were cold and they were freezing. They lost their power. And they didn't have any opportunities to to get themselves any any real help. They didn't have no backup generators. They had nothing. They had nothing, bro. They had nothing to save themselves. And I, I really feel for them right now. Is that you know I think it's getting a little bit better now. But when it initially hit, it, it was it was just terrible. And. I know people were saying we're talking about Ted Cruz. Uh, that's basically one of the representatives for, for Texas. I think that was him, but basically by how he went on a trip to Mexico. But it's like with his family. But I don't know. I don't care about Ted Cruz because let's just be real. He's a man who has a lot of money. So particularly he can get away from stuff like this when things badly happen. Like the hurricane probably happened. He can get away when it flooded. He could probably get away when it floods. He's got the money. So while these basically richer places in Texas had power and actually had a good amount of supplies, the other places basically for the middle class and lower class were freezing to death and starving, had no power. I'm thinking about all the young children that that probably either died because of this. And it's sad because this a lot of this stuff was very. It's just going to. A lot of this stuff was a little bit preventable. Like, yeah, the snowstorm. No, that's not preventable. But it's like Texas was so ill prepared because nothing like this has ever happened to them before. And because they were so ill prepared. They suffered in the long run. Like, I had a couple people I was talking to over the weekend with, and they were just talking about how, you know, they can't go anywhere. Like, it's a long wait to go to the grocery store. Like, if you want to go to, like, to the simple store, I'm like, let's say you want to go to the uh, pet smart because you got pets. They talking about it, it's lines to go out there. I'm like, it's not enough for food. Because a lot of people were not prepared. This is why I always would tell you. Always stay prepared with food. I don't I don't know how hard I have to drive that point home. But you have to stay prepared with food. You have to stay prepared with food. I am so sick and tired of telling people that. 
you have to always stay stay with stuff that's canned food sometimes. Stay with stuff that is easy to fix because you never know what's ever going to happen. That is a point that was driven to me by uh, some people who were former military soldiers, people who worked in, in some really like very high risk jobs and people who, who lived like either at a low income or were very poor or were homeless. They talked about, man, stay stay prepared because you never know what's going to ever going to happen and i wanted y'all to understand that because a lot of these people did probably didn't have food in their homes because they oh i could go to the grocery store tomorrow and then the storm hits that next day now they're stuck at home with nothing to eat now some people didn't have power but other people right down the road from them had power they had food and everything it just really shows that some people are prepared and some people were not because they didn't take certain things seriously. Like, if you have the opportunity to take care of yourself, you need to do that. I really want a lot of y'all to understand that because this can happen to anybody. Think about how in other countries where it freezes so bad that they're basically stuck indoors. Or like how other countries flood so bad that basically... They have to get from inside their home to on top of their roof, and they got to hope that it doesn't flood any higher than that. Well, how some countries go through droughts where there's no water or it's extremely hot. This is what I'm talking about. You have to be prepared for wherever you're going to go because you never know what's going to happen wherever you're at. It's all cool if you want to move. You want to move to something different, but you have to be ready, be prepared for what may transpire and what may go on around there. Because if you're not, bad things are going to happen for you. Okay? And I, I really want people to understand that. So, I, I know, I think it's getting a little bit better over there for the people in Texas, but we're going to have to really just hope that it continues in that. Everything can get back on track for them um, a little bit later. I know they lost like a few things. And also for, um, I'm going to touch on this person real quick. Apparently there was a mayor um, in Texas who had a really bad take on it saying, well, that is not his responsibility. Like, then he resigned. First of all, he resigned because he know what he said was stupid as hell. It was stupid and he knows it. He knew it was stupid because you want to know why he said he, he said because he thought he was being slick. And now. And now it's just it's just terrible. It's just terrible because basically. Basically, you know, it just showed that we put this day people who elected this person to be in the office and that he doesn't even care about him. So it, it really does it, it really does make the people at home like feel really terrible when basically like this person doesn't care about us. He just used us to get elected and now when we're suffering he doesn't even care. So that's why I always say we need to be mindful about what transpires and what goes on in our cities and our counties and wherever we're at. Don't just be thinking about just putting people 
They don't just because you think their ideas are good. You got to look at their, you got to do like look at their backtrack and their records and see what they're what they're really trying to do. Because if you don't, you end up putting somebody in there you don't want, and gonna mess up everything that you was working for and what you really wanted but i'm gonna leave it at that so y'all already know what to do i got some more videos that i'm gonna try to get done because I, I, like i said i just really i really just had to rest for a while that's why i ain't putting nothing out because I, I realized i was super tired body was tired i could barely like, move around because like i never gave my body time to actually just sit there and just rest I've been moving around, doing so many different things, but I'm, I, I think I'm a little bit better now. So I'm going to go ahead and try to get some videos out. But with all that being said, and that little side note out, um, y'all know what time it is. It's the end of the video, so y'all know what to do. Like and share the content. Rate it five stars, wherever you view it. This really helps us get get out an algorithm and a better podcast each and every single day. And if you have any other topics you want me to discuss or you want to discuss something with me, be sure to hit me up on anchor.fm at the Mr. Shaw Podcast. Like I said, if you want to hit me up on any new topics, you want me to discuss something, or you think I missed a few points, hit me up on anchor.fm. And be on the lookout for the next one. I'll probably record it um, sometime later after this. Um, it'll be about um, the Gorilla Glue Lady um, situation and what's going on after that. So... I'm going to touch on that probably a little bit later. But until then, I'll catch y'all next time. Ron play that beat.